facts you know on deployment and Title Ten orders. Porn is illegal. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is illegal. That. Yeah. You yeah, remember, you can't, you, you, can't, can't you can't have, you can't have hard drives full of porn overseas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a big no-no. <laughs> it, it, trust me, guys. It definitely does not happen. No one has hard drives full of porn. <laughs> he uh, shot a 12-year-old? He doesn't have porn, though, does he? All right. <laughs> Jesus. What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However... None of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. Yeah, so... When you talk, just make sure the mic's like this. Oh, yeah? Like, ah. There you go. Just deep throat it. <laughs> Big black and girthy. <laughs> uh, poor brag memories. So I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to be more uh, palatable to my audio audience. So audio I'm here with audience. my buddy Andy, SF Andy, easiest way to remember him. And uh, that's how I saved him my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his last name. So... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we figured we'd have you on man you got some uh an interesting background especially military and then you got some uh you got some wild stories that we've talked yeah. about yeah you haven't even heard the bad one <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ask the fleshlight story bro come on you gotta, well i can't ask if i don't even know to ask it <laughs> so all right you're military yeah you were active duty at first right i was active duty with third group so it was originally with them. I have 14 years in SF, um, originally third group. And then I got out and said, man, last like six months. And it was uh, one of those things was like, fuck, I really miss it. Florida Guards got group. Got a few friends in 20th. So, hey, let's go. Here I am. Now I'm in the process of getting ready to leave again. And I think at this time I'm going to finally hang the hat up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be for good this time. You f- originally from Florida? No, so originally I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. you moved, did you move to Florida when you got out? So I moved to Florida as a kid. So my dad's a Fed down in Miami. That's right. Yeah, you told yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, he's a Fed. Um, family's pretty much all military and law enforcement background. Um, and that's kind of what started this. Um, the biggest thing was my grandpa when I was a little kid. Um, He's always instilling you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. So That's such a grandpa thing to say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. Especially and then he threw me in him. the pond so I learned how to you swim. <laughs> Military is what, my, what made my grandpa very successful, too. You know, um, he was an officer. Uh, originally went to Oklahoma University on a wrestling scholarship and then afterwards enlisted and went to OCS and became an officer and ended up helping design the minigun, actually which is something that I've spent a lot of time with. Yeah. You know, uh, especially my my SF series is being a Bravo as a weapons sergeant. So for anybody that doesn't know, the minigun is the classic uh, machine gun that has like a belt. Uh, I can't. How do you describe it? Like that in the movies. Like, so it's got like six barrels that go in a circle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's, it's an electric Gatlin gun pretty much. Yeah. You know, instead of having a hand crank, you have a switch to power on and a red button to kill. Uh, so and it runs 3,000 rounds a minute. You know, can it shoot 3,000 rounds before yeah. again? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Gotta... It's laser accurate. That's part of the thing with the barrel constantly revolving is each barrel cycling. Every every round is going through a different barrel. I think that's what Arnold hunted the Predator with. At the it's mid- also what he used in Terminator. But yeah. He had a handheld version. Yeah. So how many deployments did you do? With SF during GWAT. I have more deployments for GWAT than I can count on my fingers. Um, I've done Iraq. I've done Afghanistan. I also did other different supports of GWAT for Sudan and Uganda. Um, Are those those just different? Not (sighs) any less of anything? So Sudan and Uganda were very painful deployments. We're running anti-genocide operations and going into these villages and you're seeing 
terrible things happen to innocent people and children all because of some fucking ideology that some radical has that they're not going to agree with and they want to instill their beliefs it's it's not that much different than terrorism that we deal with over the middle east no but you don't have taliban to the extreme that these guys are going into these villages and slaughtering people just at random was it just uh is that is that religious base or is it uh ethnicity because obviously they're all it goes a little both ways like kind of like sunni shiite type thing yeah, yeah. It, it sucks. You know, it's uh, Tears of the Sun was a perfect example of it. Yeah, um, that old Bruce that's a great Willis movie. movie. It's still it, on, it it's on Netflix. Is. Oh, it's it's on yeah. Netflix now. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's not far off from that. You know, you have so it's essentially shit that's been going on forever. Oh, yeah, it's never going to change. Special operations have been actively in Africa since fuck. Let's be realistic. Since Somalia happened, Mogadishu. You know, it's it's never going to change. It's a secret war that people are now starting to focus on because information is becoming more readily available while it's going on. Well, dude, isn't it like, isn't it kind of known that we hide, like our news media, like hides genocide in other countries based off the narrative that they want? Like yeah. some of, wasn't it you, Kendra, that was telling me about like China has mass genocide going on right now and... And like the average person in America doesn't know it. It's crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, it's the same shit's going it's, on in other countries that. Oh yeah, it's it, it's an everyday thing, you know. And, and the media is so biased now; it's insane. Especially with the political climate we're in now, it's just at the point where what they're, they're doing everything they can to sway everyone's beliefs, and it's unbelievable what they're doing. Uh, it can only get better. With Daddy DeSantis running for president, but yeah, I mean, it's still. Today. Yeah, I saw I saw your story. Yeah, <laughs> that's it was, how it I was found out. It's a great out. announcement. I was very happy to, to see that. I, you know, it kind of it kind of sucks because I'm gonna be a little bit selfish. I don't want anybody to have him. I love the guy. He I can, want him I to want stay, him stay here. here. <laughs> yeah, no dude. doubt about it. I mean, he's the only reason why this state's thriving right yeah, now. Yeah, all y'all dumb states can have your own fucking shit yeah. going on. Yeah, no shit. You know, leave Daddy here. Yeah. So, but I mean, still. It's just government. Yeah. Oh, government's a very fun thing. Worked for them for the majority of my life. Same here. <laughs> I still work for them. So yeah. you're medically. So now is this medical? And don't talk about this if you don't want to. But no. you were recently hospitalized for. Yeah. Was yeah. it like just straw on the camel's back type thing that happened? Or was it an incident that was pretty. So. Put the giant penis in your face. So, thanks. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It uh, if it wouldn't have been for the hospitalization, I never would have known. Oh, it was one of those um, things. So, what ended up happening is back in like January, I was eating some grilled chicken, and I cut a piece of chicken up, and it was like the size of my pinky nail, which is I'm only five foot fucking six, so it's not like it's a giant pinky nail. You know, it's a little piece of chicken, and I swallow it. I'm like, oh. It's not going down. I don't drink soda. I hate it. Um, so, But the carbonation can help pass things. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we'll pound some water real quick. Nope, nothing. Well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to try soda. Couldn't even pass it. Couldn't pass it at all. I was like, all right, well, it's 5, 5.30 that this happened. All right, so 8 o'clock, I'm going to the hospital. Lay down, try to relax. Just uh, nothing. It's like okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna drive to the hospital now. Drove over to the hospital and fill out my my. So intake. it wasn't blocking your air, but it was. No, it, it was it was close. Yeah. Like I, my 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 breath was way weaker. Um, I wasn't very audible because there, there was a blockage, but you, I wasn't entirely. You blocked. just practiced and not freaking out. Just yeah, staying I'm just, calm. I'm, I'm like all right, yeah, and it's like I'm talking to myself in my head. Like rationalizing everything because okay, I can breathe, not the greatest, but I can breathe. Let's let's work through this process. I I go I get to the hospital and I fill in the intake form. I'm sitting there. I'm like, fuck. There's like 75 people in here. I'm like, all right, let's see if they actually read the intake notes. Because now it's everything's digital. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just walk in, and you you type it in, and like, all right, and you just take a number like a fucking deli. I'm sitting there, and 15 minutes goes by and nothing, and like go up to the reception desk. I'm like, hey, 
I don't know if you guys haven't paid attention to your notes on the intake forms that you guys have recently received, but my passage is blocked and my I'm starting to get shortness of breath because it's just it's now getting to the point where it's starting to swell. Like I can feel my throat swelling a little bit because it's irritated. Um, get in there. They uh, gave me, I think they they gave me some sort of like sugar uh, in a in an IV to try to cause me to salivate more. Don't know, not a doctor, man. <laughs> not 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 a doctor. And uh, like, yeah, this might help you. Hour and a half goes by. I'm still laying there, like, hey guys, this this isn't this isn't clearing. Like, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna admit you. Um, we're gonna schedule you for surgery in the morning. Um, like eight o'clock, they're going to take you in. Should only take about 10 minutes. Like, all right, well, okay. Is what it is. Nothing I can do. Doctor's not in. Fine. Start what time on. of night is this? <laughs> this point of time, it's probably 11, 1130. So you got like a solid seven, eight hours of just breathing shallowly. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like this, <laughs> this is not going to work. And this, this sucks, but uh, all right, whatever. <clears throat> and I'm about to get wheeled into my room. And another nurse comes over and grabs my bed. She's like, hey, you're going to surgery. The doctor decided to come in. Like, okay, cool. Start talking a little bit. You know, everything, like I said, everything's, the swelling, everything's starting to get really irritated. And we're, him and I are discussing. I'm like, hey, just giving you the heads up. Um, I'm really bad under anesthesia. I've had a lot of trauma, obviously, from all my deployments. So I'm a little combative. Um, my thing is with anesthesia, I wake, I wake up ready to kill something because I'm in this blank space. I have no idea what's going on. Um, we found this out through a really good friend of mine that's an ortho. He's my ortho that, that does my back work because all my herniations, he does injections in me once a year. And um, he, uh, <laughs> first time he ever did it, I woke up and grabbed him, and I pulled the innovation tube out of my throat. Like, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet that felt good. Yeah, so it's like, okay, you got you to gotta up my dosage a little bit for anesthesia. And you also have to time you down to the bed and not in the kinky And then bed. everybody backs out of the room before yeah. they turn it yeah, off. Like, <laughs> and you, you guys try time to wake me up. Just stand in a corner and make sure I'm still strapped. Um, or throw a pillow or something at me. But stay the fuck away. It's, it's, it's going to be a little rough. And him and I had that discussion. He's like, okay, well, you shouldn't be under that long. We'll up your doses just a little bit and we'll restrain you. Like, okay, cool. And next thing I know is I wake up four hours later. And, uh, they, uh, hey, uh, so we got the blockage out. It wasn't that big, but we saw an issue. And the issue was you have a bunch of polyps in your throat, and we found some in your stomach. So we biopsied all of them. You're going to be pretty sore for the next few days. And we're we're sending them out for lab work because there's a lot. Well, I, uh, was, I was at work one day, and, um, I got a phone call. Hey, those polyps came back hot. What the hell's a polyp? It's like a little, like a little module, like a little note, like a. It's like a little bump, you know, a little, little like bump in your throat or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so they they had to like cut them off. Yeah, they had, uh, they biopsied yeah. some. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. cut them all out. They biopsied some. Oh, so just if, so they could they, test it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So they sent them out to lab work, and it's okay. Well, if they're cancerous, they got to go. If they're not cancerous, then it's not a big deal. Well, fun fact. Got a phone call is cancerous. Oh, right on. So, uh, first for the story's sake, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he lived, yeah, I'm so <laughs> I, I'm now cancer free, allegedly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it it was it was a very interesting like blip in life. Is that caused by uh, carbon? Carbon, or the, uh, there's, there's no cancer in my family, none. Not a single bit of cancer. So statistically speaking, it was caused by something that the military put you through. Yeah, I've, a lot of people are now starting to see exposures from burn pits and chemical exposures mm. and airfields and things like that are causing a bunch of different types of cancer. Well, Andy, we rate you at zero. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you mention it. The VA originally denied the hospital bill. What? It had to be submitted three times. Wait, why, but why would the VA cover it? Why wouldn't uh, like it be covered under... Ac- TRICARE? No. This is... So, Guard Life, you don't oh, have yeah, TRICARE. Oh, super different, yeah. Yeah, you don't have... You get, you get TRICARE when you're on Title Ten orders and you're on active status. You can't have... Damn. You're not active enough throughout the year to where they can give you TRICARE? 
after your Title 10 expires, you have a month on TRICARE. So what do you do? You ride dirty? Oh, wait, actually, don't don't answer that. <laughs> I don't know. That's your medical. Well, no, it? it's fine. It's, you don't <laughs> ride dirty because you, you're, you're, you have access to the VA. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. your VA covers your health insurance stuff. Okay. So, so but I heard they're difficult to work with. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> they try to stick me with a $105,000 hospital bill. I was there for a day and a half. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, okay. They just keep resubmitting that shit. I ain't fucking paying it. <laughs> And it's crazy. I, you know, I really hate to say this. The medical field's really fucked. Yeah. They're, they're not I saw, I saw all the documentation from the billing and all that. I saw what the bill originally was. And I saw what they negotiated it to. At the end of the day, the VA was able to bring that bill down to $8,000. And then they paid it. Nice. Yeah, so there's there's some pretty heavy information. So somebody I was mean, trying even, to get pay a good payday out even, of your situation. Even the surgeon, the sur- the surgeon's office called me. He's like, "Hey, look, the VA's not covering. Or they've denied it. We're gonna keep trying to resubmit it, but just so you know, the doctor is willing to do it at cost if you have to come out of pocket for it, and he's only gonna charge you four hundred fifty dollars for the surgery. What the fuck?" I'm in the wrong field, man. Yeah, no kidding. They can Jeez. negotiate. They have that power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the doctor said uh, yeah. for a handy and your girlfriend's number, he'll do surgery <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Let's, I, assume, I'm assuming we don't know what it was right now. And yeah. they'll probably take a while to figure out maybe what caused it. But yeah. me and you have talked about suppressors. Yes. And there's a lot of facts about suppressors. And you kind of enlightened me on it, but I already forgot. Like things that people think suppressors help with and things that is actually a myth and what suppressors are good for, if any. So I don't care about the sound suppression on a suppressor. I don't care. I don't care if you hear me. If you hear me, it's probably already a little too late. My concern with a suppressor is flash reduction. Your muzzle flash... It's like putting a fucking sign, a light-up sign yeah. with an arrow above your head. Hey, I'm right fucking here. Shoot here. The one thing that sucks about suppressors is the ammonia. That's what you were saying. You were yeah. saying there was one downfall that no one takes into consideration. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about it. You start firing that gun, that, that suppressor holds gases. Those gases then blow back, and you eat ammonia. You fire off three rounds without running the right shit up with that suppressor, your eyes are going to get a little watery. I See, I heard, I mean, what's different is that, you know, when my experience with suppressors is that it was healthier. That was the whole argument for law enforcement having suppressors. It's healthier for uh, volumes. Like, it make, some suppressors make it hearing safe. Yeah. Some are just above the hearing safe spectrum. Um, you can't quote me on the actual decibel levels. I don't remember what the hearing safe decibel level. I feel like it's 120 uh, decibels is considered hearing safe, if I remember correctly. But I could be very wrong on that. Um, so it does make it a little bit more friendly inside of, of structures. You know, you fire some rounds off in a house. It's pretty fucking loud. Yeah. And it, it's piercing. Fire some rounds off in a car. It's like shooting in a beer can. It's really loud. Suppressors cut a lot of that down, but you do get a lot of blowback. You get a lot of ammonia, mm. and there's there's ways there's like Radiant has a, a charging handle now, and the one that I prefer is Silencer Coast. Um, I I feel that it works much better. Um, what they do is so Radiant's their charging handle is ported the entire way down, so when you fire a round off the uh, the porting and the charging handle distributes the gas, it, but it ends up coming out of your magwell. You, you, when you fire, your, when you fire, you're done shooting, your hands reek of ammonia. See, I thought the suppressor took the bad shit and sent it out the barrel, as opposed to if you don't run a suppressor, it comes out like literally at your face through the ejection port or some shit like that. That's what I heard. I mean, it, it, in theory. In theory, but at the end of the day, it traps a lot of your gases. Mm. You gotta work on the way you say it in theory, because I just picked up Siri on my iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> and my hearing aids just went stupid. Um, 
But yeah, man, um, Silencer Co. has a charging handle, which I really like. Um, some people are kind of against it. I feel like it works a lot better with controlling the ammonia. Um, it's just like any other charging handle, but the very far end of the charging handle um, has machined, and there's uh, like a half of an O-ring. So it seals off your rifle from allowing any gases to travel out from the charging handle. Mm, okay. it, it helps a lot with the ammonia, big time. And this, this is all stuff that's come out within like the last two to three years. So before you're just eating shit. <laughs> it is what it is. And you have cancerous things in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Law enforcement. Now, there is this weird thing that's going around. Like, law enforcement in general would suck the dick of special forces if they could. They love special forces. They wish they were special forces. Navy SEALs. However... We're not putting out any warriors, right? We're not putting out any warriors, but and, and we're not allowed to be warriors. However, law enforcement in general loves special operations. And that's like one of the biggest like conundrums I, I just don't understand is like we'll bring them in to train us and you won't hire them. Oh, <laughs> so wait, what's the news on that? <laughs> so I put it in a packet. Uh, we discussed the mm -hmm. department. Um Right now, that department is not hiring non-certified. Yeah. Um, they said they would call me as soon as they were. They also gave me the option of, hey, why don't you have the VA put you through? And if we're still hiring for certified, resubmit, and we'll give you a call. You want, They want you to use GI Bill for the Academy? Yeah. Dude, I would love to see... Your ass running around in there with 20-year-old kids that think they know the world and they think they're fucking Judge Dredd in the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> you would fucking quit in a week. I probably would, honestly. I, I, I don't, almost quit my Academy man, multiple times. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the patience for bullshit because I've been dealing with real-world big problems around the country and outside of the country. And just no one really knows no, the reality. Well, and also no one in law enforcement that wasn't military gives a fuck. And they yeah. don't give a fuck because that a lot, some of them care because they respect, you know, the, but a lot of people are, you'll see in law enforcement, a lot of people, are, and I'm sure you've seen, are very insecure in the fact that they didn't serve. Right? That's a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, Grown-ass men. try even harder. Grown-ass men that had the opportunity at 18 years old to go serve. They did it for whatever reason. That's fine. I, I played baseball. Um, I, I wanted this. I wanted that. I wanted to go to college. Cool, man. That's yeah, I don't. You need to tell it to me. For everybody. But yeah. they, you know, they're the first ones to I'm give you a bunch of shit as a vet. Not gonna say any names. I have a good friend of mine. We're still friends. I've given him a lot of shit. SWAT guy wanted to be an operator more than anything. They all do. Yeah, they do. So his solution was, well, you know what? I'm a little too old to try to be an operator like in the Army or any of the special operations, so I'm going to join the fucking Coast Guard. Oh, I've, yeah, I know a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah, so we joined the Coast and Guard. And they get the best gear. They look yeah. special operations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're doing our two-week training out here. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, they train with SF. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like, to, to an extent now, depending on how far you advance in Coast Guard and how good you are doing like the tactics stuff, you can they they do two slots a year for SEAL teams, so you mm, can cross over. Yeah, but they only do two slots a year. You got, you got to cross over and 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 join the Navy, or can you be in the SEAL team as a Coast Guard guy? From my understanding, is it, it's a complete crossover. You get if yeah. you make it through, you're now you're now a SEAL in the Navy. Mm. You're officially a butt pirate. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, being in the Navy or being in the Coast Guard. I don't know, butt pirate, pedal pirate. <laughs> Wait, so decision. this guy, this guy joined the Coast Guard, and that that was his. Yeah, next that goal? was like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to do something. Oh, sorry, I I hate to burst your bubble, yeah, but you're not, you're not part of the DOD. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, they do not like Homeland. that. Homeland. <laughs> yeah. You wait till the next war. They're going to move us back <laughs> over, bro. Yeah, I mean, they used to have some really cool programs. Like they had deployable operations group. Which was cool. They did a lot of kind of counterterrorism stuff overseas at the beginning of like the invasion, but yeah. that went away. Just like DEA used to have the fast team. Yeah, they got rid Worked of that. with those guys. They were some cool dudes. 
a really good friend of mine from SEAL Team 3. He was DEA agent that ended up going to Fast Team Alpha, and it was his team. You know, they had a hardened, experienced SEAL running their operations. Weren't they all prior soft guys to an uh, extent? No. No? Um, no, they weren't. I had some really good friends. Uh, a really good friend of mine ended up getting killed on DEA Fast Team Alpha, um, and he was no prior service. Really? I uh, Maybe I'm thinking of HRT. I heard hostage rescue, uh, they pick from tier two units. Um, I don't know too much about like the FBI, like HRT stuff. Um, but I've, I've trained some of the guys. Some of the guys are really knowledgeable. And the thing is, because of the level that they're at, instead of being at local law enforcement level, they're very eager to learn and they're not fucking cocky. Yeah, that's the big, that's law enforcement's biggest thing. I will speak on that firsthand. SWAT and law enforcement, they're... I don't know if they're compensating or what they want to be special operations forces yeah. or they want to be federal level uh, SWAT. Yeah. But they, and they and they go and they train with these guys. They do. They really do. They want it. They cannot let their ego down. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a problem, man. Some of these SWAT guys like down in South Florida are really fucking cocky. It's not just South Florida, bro. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It's 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 absolutely. Dude, they're gonna watch this and break their fucking phone in half, bro. It's crazy, man. <laughs> they get so gung ho. There, there's there's a guy I know that's down south. Yet in it, yet again, I'm not gonna name any names, any departments. Pretty boy, fucking long hair. You know, he just runs his whole oh operator, operator, operator thing and he's not an operator and when he starts talking to you about like service and like deployments and tactics and stuff the first thing he turns to he's like well i got a friend in delta or i have a friend on seal team yeah. six you know how much youtube just, i've watched yeah well and, and yeah there and was just like hardcore dick swinging there was the respectable ones not respectable ones but the ones that are just regular dudes they will tell you don't call me operator i'm yeah. not an operator i never have operated i never will operate yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm a guy on a SWAT team. And, yeah. you know, I, I really, I, those are the dudes. And I, I'm, I'm kind of shitting on SWAT. Like 70% of the dudes that I know on SWAT are great dudes. It's yeah. it's just like cops. Most cops are awesome. It's the fucking few yeah. that fucking, that's who you see when you think about it. The ones that actually know their place. I love it, bro. Are the ones that are better <laughs> off, man. I have a very good friend of mine on SWAT in the same department that Pretty Boy's on. Makes fun of his own uh, of, of the his own teammates sometimes because they are operators and yeah. they just fucking swing by that title, man. Yeah, not an operator, man. Let's let's be real. How many gunfights have you gotten in? How many bad situations have you actually had to fight out of? And the other thing is, well, and a lot of a lot of tell you too. Like I've been in a shooting. There's a difference between an extended gunfight, yeah, and a shooting, which yeah. you know a shooting's over when you pretty much kill the guy that didn't even shoot at yeah. you. When you've been in a gunfight <laughs> for hours, you come talk to me then. It's the Trulies. You know, it's, <laughs> the tru- it's true. <laughs> so, all right. So what would you, let's get in more into like law enforcement in general. You're, I, I like to listen to people's opinions outside of cops and outside of like just people that don't know what they're talking about like you'd be a pretty good candidate as what would you suggest if like you were running for sheriff reality like you know it's 2023 like dealing being a cop nowadays do you get what i was saying when they try to strip the warrior from the the mindset you know like i just got in trouble the other day for being too aggressive in the middle of a it wasn't a fight it was uh i took somebody down to the ground yeah and i got i did everything textbook my immediate supervisors were like, don't worry about it. You did everything textbook. Nothing's going to happen, and they can't do anything. However, the ones above them said, we didn't like it. We didn't like the uh, the way it looked and the way it sounded. It was too aggressive. And that's just what you had to deal with, and it's fucking it's retarded. It's the nature of the beast. I mean, everything's getting woke. To be fair, one day you're going to get in trouble with your department for having me on fucking speakerphone in your goddamn that's car. True. <laughs> on Bluetooth, they're gonna pull my box. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I don't know if anyone can handle me being sheriff. Not in this political climate. I uh, man, it's, it's like if you ran for sheriff. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, it's like, a big ass cowboy hat. 
<laughs> and they think Sheriff Judd is a dick. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, man, this political climate is so fucked. Being a cop right now has probably got to be one of the hardest things. And everything that y'all are, like, facing between the media and how everything's being twisted is fucked. And I uh, just... I'm not a cop. I don't think I ever will be. Maybe, maybe I'll take the opportunity when it comes back. But two Februarys ago, you're gonna get into that that whole incident where I grabbed that dude. Down yeah. So, downtown. so here's how I think this is how we met. Well, we didn't meet, but we came in contact. Was like uh, we both followed each other on social media, and he sent. He was like, "Hey, man, you're you're kind of like vetting me. Like you're a cop, right?" And I, you know, I was like, "Yeah." I don't think my profile picture at the time was me in uniform. I was like, yeah, he goes, check this video out. He sent me this video. And I'm like, what did I just watch? Because <laughs> it was surveillance video. Oh, man. <laughs> so this experience right here is pretty much sums it up and how fucked the political climate is, especially with everything happening. That the <laughs> Today was his anniversary of his death. I don't know. Even Speaking of the political climate, I might, I might have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> or just <laughs> <laughs> so man it's just everything's really fucked you know I was downtown with one of my best friends and we just got done with a music festival that Fort Lauderdale yeah down in Fort Lauderdale um, a car club that we used to be in we hosted a big festival out in Immokalee Florida called Rockabilly Q and uh we were pretty tired. It was a long weekend, some lot of drinking and some really early mornings. Starting drinking, I personally started drinking at six in the morning. So, did you ever stop from the night prior? Nope. You just took like maybe a nap. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was it was a rough weekend. It was it was a fun time though. And him and I, um, before he moved up to Palm City, him and I would always go cruise. We'd do like Taco Tuesday cruise. Um, so we went over to a friend of ours' bar. And we're talking. We grabbed our tacos from the, the little taco shop next door. And we're talking. It's like, yeah, man. Heard, uh, heard the poorhouse got bought out. And I'm like, what? The poorhouse? Oh, poor it's, house. A, it's, yeah, it's, it's a local bar. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. A, it's a tattoo bar. Poor yeah. as in? Uh, no, poor as in like <laughs> oh. poor. It's cheap to drink there. Oh, really I like to, to play there. on words. All right. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they charge like a dollar seventy-five or two bucks for a PBR for fuck's sakes. Nice, you know. And uh, we're like, you know what? Let's finish these tacos up. It's it's Tuesday. The owner of the bar, Jay, is probably there. Let's go find out what's going on. You know, that was I grew up drinking there before I was even allowed to drink. You know, and um, went down there. It was a little rowdy on a Tuesday. There's some rap concert. I don't know who the fuck it was. Didn't really care. Just going there to see Jay, talking to Jay. Like, yeah, man, it's gonna be a yeah, this entire block got bought out. It's going to turn into a high-rise and set us the parking lot across the street. I'm like, well, that really sucks. So him and I are sitting outside in our hot rides, and got an old 27 Ford. He's got a 28. They're small. We can parallel park both of those cars in one parallel parking spot together. Like, nut to butt. doesn't matter. They're, they're going to fit. So we're just hanging out. And sitting on you know, one of my drag tires. We're just bullshitting. So the, the show just got out next door. Kind of, some people were talking to us about our cars and kind of really want to be out there because our cars are pretty irreplaceable. So I didn't want some drunk kid fucking with them. And uh, next thing you know, is you hear Danny say, Holy shit. And this white Ford van, like a clapped out Econoline van, a little rapey, comes flying from around the corner doing 45, 50, and a 20. Yeah, like downtown. Like yeah. Dude, dude. And I, there's like, What the fuck? And I'm watching him, and uh, after I heard those tires squeal, the guy, he's got my attention. I've been in a lot of really bad situations. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm watching this guy at this point in time. I've, I've stood up, and this there's a group of kids standing by the tour bus waiting for the artist to come back out to sign autographs. Our tour bus is right here. Kids are right here. I mean, they're right at the door. This van comes flying around the corner nails that tour bus oh shit yeah nail the tour bus the, the guy threw it in reverse put it back in drive straight at the kids 
The kids were lucky. He's enough. just trying to get out of there now that he crashed. He, the guy was wrecked. Yeah. Okay. He's trying to get out of there. They were able to jump behind the stop sign. That there's probably 30, 35 kids, maybe a little more. And they were all able to get behind that stop sign. He hit that stop sign, threw it in reverse, took out two more cars, threw it back in drive, hit another one of those cars, threw it in reverse. At this point in time, I'm like, I'm going to kill him. He's going to hit the fucking cars. Sad they can't be replaced. That car is a little partial to me because that's a Syria project. I built that car after I got back from Syria and had COVID before it was a thing. You know, so you were patient zero. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we may have, we might have been. You know, and he just misses my car. I mean, just misses it. He hits the car that is parallel parked directly behind my roadster. Yeah, I'm drive. sure Geico ain't covering that shit. So when he hits it, right? <laughs> hits another vehicle, throws in a reverse, and ends up in a nightclub. In, he, oh, he, crashed into the fucking building? He crashed building? into the inside of a nightclub. And I'm like, okay. Congratulations, asshole. You just made it my problem. And I run up to the van. He's throwing America. it in drive. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's about to get the fucking America fucked out of him. Um, he threw it in drive as I was getting in the van. Reached over, grabbed the column, threw it in park, took the keys. On the phone with 911. As you're striking him with the phone, <laughs> all they can hear is him. Ah, ah, he ah. jumps out of the van, and I, I'm done. I drop my phone. And is he trying to run on. at this point? He tried to run from me. I'm five foot six. I may have the legs of a corgi dog and the arms of a T Rex, but I'm fucking fast. And he got leveled in the street. I saw the video. Yeah, he got leveled and i was also pissed off because i just recently got my one kneecap tattooed and i scraped my knee i felt it it's like son of a bitch that was a painful ass tattoo i swear to god if i lost any fucking ink and i have this guy to the ground and that experience when all that happened made me realize how fucked the political climate really is because when that happened everybody that watched this unfold all ran over to where I was with this guy pinned on the ground. I wasn't I wasn't blocking his airway. I had a knee and the small of his back and his hands interlocked. That's it. But everybody was sitting there with their phones. He can't breathe. He can't Ooh, breathe. Damn. Video recording everything as this guy is telling me to suck. Hey, maybe you're ready to be a cop. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's it. This that's guy all that's that's all your test is. is yelling and screaming that for me to suck his dick and when he gets out of prison he's gonna fuck my mother as I have this oblivious girl, this nineteen, twenty year old girl that almost just got killed by this fucking guy, recording me telling me he can't breathe, you can't do that, you're not a cop. Only the cops can kill. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, look, I really hate to burst your bubble, lady, but he almost killed you. And the fact that he's talking to me means he can breathe. That's how the body works. If you can't breathe, you can't talk. And then just the lack of response. Dude, I was going to say, wasn't it like a 40-minute response or something crazy? 15 minutes before anyone came. Well, yeah. I had to call my other best friend to call his fucking dispatch directly that he just got off shift to have anyone respond. Mm. 911 call, 911 call. Everyone's calling 911, not a single siren. Oh, yeah. Well, what's happening is they're like, he's detained already? All right. So, anyways, I'm going to finish my coffee and tell so, my war stories at the gas station. <laughs> as soon as I hang up the phone, two minutes later, I start hearing them, and I may or may not have, di- have really pissed off some of the, the officers in that department, is when they rolled up, I had one, I had this guy pinned, like I said, knee on his back. And it's Sandy that's been drinking since 6 a.m. What? What's You've that? been drinking since 6 a.m. that no, day. This, no, 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 no. This is, this, is, this is two days after that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I All was right. sober. I was worn out. Oh, okay. You're, yeah, sorry, I yeah. was entirely sober for this. 
I didn't even I didn't even finish the one PBR that I ordered. <laughs> I got like a quarter into that shit beer. And uh, which, mind you, when I was drinking, now I'm sober. Um, PBR was the only beer I drank, for the record. Otherwise, it's just straight up Jameson. Um, but this this guy jumps out of his squad car while I have this guy detained. Mind you, I'm not blocking his airway. You can't do that. Haven't you ever heard of George Floyd? Yeah, Cops George. Then. Yeah, George Floyd OD'd on fentanyl. To be fair. And if you would have been here 15 fucking minutes ago, I wouldn't have have done your goddamn job for you. And it went to shit from there. So, yeah. (laughs) So, you, you, going back to the rat rods, that, is that, that seems like an expensive hobby, but it sounds, it's a little expensive. You build them. Uh, So, I built my hot rod, um, partially. What actually happened with that car is I found a Rolex that I did not like. I like tool watches. So, like, this is a Tudor Pelagos. It's a purpose-built watch. It's meant to do a function besides tell time. It has a purpose. This was, like, some Rolex presidential series with an ugly Jubilee band that, like, Papa would have fucking wore. You know, it wasn't for me. So, I ended up trading that watch for the car, which the guy got a way better fucking deal than I did, asshole. Car gets in, ended up j- right after I got back from Syria. Like, okay, well, I guess. I'm what, what? What? How much of this car is this car? Is it just the frame or is it the whole car? No, it's it's done. It's done. When I got it, there's just a lot of shit I wanted to change. Yeah, so I'm a little OCD, and there's I like things my way. Um, I start digging into the car. This fucking asshole just. An electrical genius, let me fucking tell you. Took insulated house wire, taped it to fucking gather, and ran it into a fuse box, which was a craftsman toolbox, a plastic one, with a two-by-four screwed into it, and glass fucking fuses mounted into it. And it was just a shit show. I ri- ended up ripping. That's it. wrong. Yeah, it's fucked. I have nothing. I have it's, no idea what cars are, but that sounds bad. <laughs> Here, hold on. I have a picture. It was, but it's a 1927 frame. 1927. Yeah, it's on a custom frame. Oh, this this is. What's is it? So, is it literally just a car that's built to look like something in 1927, or is there anything from 1927 in the car? There's everything's changed, man. Let me let me show you. Oh, it was crazy. It was so bad. It was so bad that I put it in a fucking box and I shipped it back to the guy in California. The car? No. Oh. The fucked up wiring harness. <laughs> I absolutely put sent it back. Fucking car to in a box. Here you go. That's what the wiring harness looked like. That was the wiring harness. Can't make this shit up. Uh, that doesn't look safe. Yo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and did that. Side, the car didn't sit right, and it was on these stupid fucking eagle alloy wheels, which did not fit the car. It looked horrible. So I redid the suspension. I static dropped it, um, put proper wheels on it, uh, steel wheels with chrome moons, uh, put it on bias ply tires. Uh, I originally had skinny bias ply tires in the rear, and then got it to where I, where I liked it, and I was driving it more. It looked good. And then the transmission started fucking missing third. Uh, this, but, was this recently after? Yeah. Like this after, all kind of like. Yeah, this is like a week after I started redoing all the shit in the car. I was like, okay, cool. Well, this sucks. So I brought a really good friend of mine has a race shop. Uh, they specialize in custom trannies. Um, to be clear, I don't mean like custom transsexuals. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially now. So. Took it over to him. Transmission smoked. Looks like shit. I'm like, all right, well, let's build it. Hold a thousand horsepower. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Started looking around at motors. I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe. See if I sell this old motor. Some guy ended up buying the motor out of the car for like five grand to throw in his swamp buggy. Motor was good. It's just a little little 350 Chevy small block with a mild cam in it. It's like, okay, cool. Sold that. Guess I gotta find a new engine. 
ended up having a 383 stroker built, uh, max effort 383 stroker with a big cam. Um, just like a 600 horsepower engine um, on engine dyno. So. Are you in a, is, are you, uh, <laughs> don't tell Annie that <laughs> I'm a man. I know cars and tools. <laughs> are you in a club though still, or is yeah, that? Yeah, I am. Um, you guys just kind of like, yeah, like I'm a motorcycle a, club, but cars. It's, it's worldwide. Um, Roadman CC, Roadman car club. Awesome guys. They're like family. Um, love them all to death. Chapters throughout the entire United States. You guys claim territories? I mean, as far as like the state, it's, it's not like, so it's not like you have like a California chapter and then you have like LA or whatever. It's the, just person by right, state. Right. Um, but then we have clubs. We have a chapter in Wales. We have a chapter in Ireland. Was this something that was already existed before you joined? Yeah, it's it's been around for a long time. Okay. Originally started in Washington State. Mm. Um, president out there is a really good guy. They have pretty high standards. Um, a lot of us are all ex-military or current. Um, really, really good people. Um, everyone's got each other's back, and it's all—it's all about old cars. Uh, booze, broads, and hot rods is club slogan. Booze, broads, and hot rods—that's cool. Booze, broads, and hot rods. That would be a good shirt. It does. We have a few. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Hello. Yeah. Come on. How could you not put that on a shirt? So, uh, also, we talked a little bit that you are a former hardcore kid. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, when are we gonna yeah. start our uh, our Florida band? Let's do it. So you used to play guitar, right? Yeah, rhythm. Yeah, yep. same. Fuck that yeah. shit. Yeah, it's too much work. Yeah, so yeah exactly. <laughs> I just like to chug, bro. Watch, yeah, I, watch I the I kids kick each other. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have the patience to sit there and like write leads. Do you have a? You still got your gear? I do. Yeah, um, I have a uh, a dual rectifier that was modded uh, by a really cool guy out in Sweden. Um, Hermansen amplification does some really good modifications. Um, and then I run a, uh, a Zilla cab with a uh, vintage thirties. Um, and then as far as guitars go, I usually stick with Les Pauls. Really? You yeah. Six string. Oh yeah. Duh. Yeah. So you just said a Les Paul. Yeah. Um, I've never really picked up eight strings or anything like that. Um, my hands are a little small for that shit. I was going to say, man, after you played yeah, a I six string it. guitar for years, the seventh string is like, yeah, man, I I got baby hands, dude. I can barely reach across my iPhone to text. <laughs> All right, and it's a standard. He's dropping on his face. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I lay in bed and like texting. Like, fuck, I did it multiple times when her and I first started talking. I was laying there in bed and like, ah, boom, <laughs> drop it right on my fucking I, face. No, don't. Oh no, <laughs> I've watched you do it. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, all right. Um, but uh, and then the other thing I'll run, I have two of them. I really like them. It's it's a little oddball. Um, a good friend of mine that used to play guitar in Newfound Glory. Unfortunately, he had uh, some. Uh, Is that the guy that got uh, had to kind of leave on his? Yeah, he had for some the... legal issues. Oh, um, yeah, I can't mix up uh, some one of the dudes in the. Uh, what's the band from Ocala? Yeah. He had to, uh, one of their guys had to leave for 16, uh, statutory rape allegations. And yeah. I think, right. Am I wrong? I might be wrong. We have I to don't, fact I, check I, that. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but he, uh, he would run, uh, custom fenders, um, jazzies. I love jazzies. And it's a lot of it has to do because of him, um, doing a single, uh, pickup jazzy with just a volume control knob running the single pickup in the bridge. Absolutely love it. Heavy, plays well, and they look good. Jazzy's just hit different, man. They really do. Run like a single EMG or uh, oh, yeah. a, or a single bare knuckle pickup. Fuck. They sound good. What'd you find? <laughs> For, For Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, but hey, man, if you retire... You looking to you know you looking to t make take up some time? It, it's twenty twenty three. We could have a statewide band where we just send each other some demos. Yeah, find a oh, drummer, absolutely. find someone that can scream. Yeah, I, this guy can actually scream. You can sing. Yeah, we'll scream. Yeah, enough for a hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> 
cup that oh, bitch. Oh, that's weird. No, not on a spot like that. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I need a flat bill and a hoodie. Stat. Oh, shit. Some camo fucking shorts. <laughs> so speaking oh, of hardcore straight edge, you oh, are yeah. recently sober. Yeah. Um, so I'll just dive right into it from the very beginning. So I've done a lot of really bad deployments, and it's really affected me. And honestly, it took me a very long time to actually get help. Um, you coping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was self-medicating like a motherfucker. Um, it got to the point where it's like one to two. At, when it, at the worst, it was about two one seven fives of Jameson. Like I would drink two a day. To, yeah. Sounds expensive. Yeah, I would. Drink, <laughs> I would drink to black out. I didn't want to remember some of the shit. Yeah. man. I'd go on like benders and I get back from a deployment. So you had to leave when you got back if you didn't take it. You know, like all right, cool. Fuck you guys. I'm not showering. Nothing. I'm just gonna drink myself. Yeah. Fucking stupid. And I are, did. You, are you? Uh, are you? Uh, are you a shitty drunk to be around, or are you happy drunk? No, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty much the same. Still yeah. happy go lucky. Just uh, trashed. Just a trash version. Yeah, it's a shitty lifestyle. You can't. Yeah. Well, and, and then it, there's other things too. You know, is a lot. Of <laughs> oh, I'm gonna bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> There's some things you yeah. can't say on podcasts. <laughs> That's one of yeah, them. Well. <laughs> I don't know why they won't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't say. Uh, yeah, that's true. I can't say that. But, I mean, there's there's definitely... This whole thing is going to be beep, <laughs> just us talking, but you can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some substance abuse, man. And it just... I got, I got, and then I finally started like dealing with therapy. And it took a long time for me to talk. Mm-hmm. Like I'd sit there in therapy. You know, like it's like goodwill hunting. Yeah. You know, it's just silent. Yeah, because they only, they only cover like it's, 11 it's, sessions and then they start making you pay for it. It's, it's weird, man. It, uh, it's just weird to talk to somebody. It's like, hey, yeah, so, yeah, this is one of my traumas. You know, it's not easy to go say, hey, yeah, um, on a Syria deployment. It's, it's taken me a very long time to be able to say something like that, this publicly. Yeah, when I was in Syria, I smoked a twelve-year-old, you know, and then have to sit there and. So stop smoking a twelve-year-old means shooting a twelve-year-old. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cops that don't know yeah. the military lingo. So um, so yeah, if someone says smoking somebody or smoke checking somebody, they killed them, you know, and it it sucks. It was something that was very very hard for me, and to be able to sit there with a therapist and look somebody in the eyes and say yeah. I smoked a 12-year-old on a deployment. Like, and then look at you and try to relate to any of it. Did you get sent to a, uh, did you go to a uh, therapist that specialized in military special operations or anything, or did you have to go to a? I did. Um, and unfortunately, one of my best friends uh, that worked for Hollywood Police Department is who led me to them. Um, he unfortunately passed away with COVID. Oh. Okay. Um, and because of him, I was able to start getting into the therapy that I needed to do. And it kind of it cut a lot of the substance abuse out. It wasn't to the point where I was no longer drinking to be blacked out. I, there, was, there was no other further substance abuse to numb me in other ways. Mm-hmm. So recently, I, I mean, I still drank. I, I've, I've been sober for two months now, about. Yeah, about two months. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... So after all this, I got a lot. I get a lot less daytime phone calls from you. Oh, dude, I've been slammed. <laughs> I've also, and the other thing, the other thing I will say is, all I can hear is when he calls me is his fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, super duty life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it. I when I was doing all my blood work for my pre op stuff, I got my PP slapped by the VA. For. They, uh, what was in your blood? Oh, for, it wasn't for what was in my blood. It was the my liver enzyme numbers because of how much I've been 14 drinking. years in the military. You're like, I'm still living, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you yeah, expect? They're like, they're like, your liver's in overdrive. And if you keep doing this, you're going to have some really big problems. Like, hmm. All right. All right. I'm going to go think about that over a couple cocktails. All right. Get back like, you tomorrow. How, how much are you drinking? I'm like... Two drinks a day. 
What's a drink for you? Fifth. Like, well, two of these glasses full of straight Jameson <laughs> is what I'm drinking a day, at least. You know, I'm like, that's not okay. Well, they also found some other stuff in my blood, which I'm not going to say because of my position in the military still, yeah. but I gave them a funny option. They didn't. They don't have the same dark sense of humor as me. I'm like, well, I can either, I'll give two of these up, but one of them has to stay, you know, and uh, I, yeah, cleaned up, you know, I, just, I need to, you know, I got two daughters, mm. you know, that's a big deal, and my girlfriend's sober. And she's kind of helped me push to stay sober. You know, it, it's it's very weird. Like, coming from being the guy that was, like, the life of the party, that when everyone hung out, it's, like, going around, passing out bottles of Jameson yeah. and making everyone drink from the bottle and, like, amping everything up. Well, I'm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm surprised you're here. And, and, I, and I say that because I was a big liquor drinker um, three years ago. When I quit drinking liquor... I didn't want to do anything because I didn't know how to function without drinking half a handle a night and the, my social occasions. And then like, I like didn't want to be around people. I didn't think people were going to, I thought people were going to think I'm boring, yeah. you know? So the fact that you're stone cold sober and you still came here makes me feel like you like me a little bit. Yeah, maybe so <laughs> I, I might, I might be willing to take you home with me. One <laughs> and when I smoke Andy, that doesn't mean I shot him. <laughs> All right, so, all right, I want to end it. What's a good military story that it's not crazy or violent, but something that's like, well, only what happened to me type story? Oh, man, I got two really good ones for you. All right, cool. Oh, shit, I got three really funny ones for you. Um, Fleshlight story is a good one. Yeah, let's hear that. You brought that up first when you sat down. Yeah, the Fleshlight story is a really good one. Um, Does this have to do with the barracks and an inspection? It has no. No, it does not. It has to do with a CHU, a Connex housing unit, okay, yeah. on a deployment in Afghanistan. Um, so we uh, had a friend of mine that was a bottler for Coca-Cola. Um, and as you know, on deployment, in Title 10 orders, porn is illegal. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is illegal. That. Yeah. You yeah, remember, you, can't, you, you can't, can't have You can't have, porn you can't have hard drives full of porn overseas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a big no-no. <laughs> it, it, trust me, guys. It definitely does not happen. No one has hard drives full of porn. <laughs> he um, shot a 12-year-old? He doesn't have porn, though, does he? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, we, man, I, we used to have so much alcohol on us. One point in time, we had like 12, 15 gallons. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And the thing is, we, it would pass through inspection because it was in a sealed Coca Cola bottle because my boy would go in Ooh. after hours. Whoa. Hey, dude, he's doing his part as an American yeah, to provide the truth. That is his civil duty. Yeah. You know, he is doing the right what thing. What a great dude. Yeah, man. So he would take like a Sprite bottle and fill it up with Tito's and seal it. And then, like, how'd he get it to you? Send it through USPS, bro. Oh, he was so okay. He wasn't yeah. like it wasn't no. Coke sending Coke to y'all. It was no. him sending. It was him Sprite. going in after hours and bottling alcohol gotcha. up for us in the appropriate colored bottle that the soda would be in. Sometimes you would get whiskey that was mixed with a little bit of Coke. So we give that. that. Yeah, and give it the color. Oh, already mixed, bro. Yeah, yeah, up. just <laughs> ready to drink. Let's go. <laughs> so I had. I was drinking. Uh, no. I had a, uh, a cup full of this, like, Mountain Dew and Tito's. So that's, like, yeah, the only thing I, like, one of the only sodas I found out there mm-hmm. on one of the I've bases. Been there. Yeah. Peach vodka and orange Gatorade. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you know. So, and at the time, I dated a very well-known porn star. Yeah. And I had her are, fleshlight. Are we allowed to know? <laughs> we always bring up Riley Reed. <laughs> No, it's not Riley Reed. She's very, very tattooed, though. You want to go offline when we're Yeah, done? we'll go offline All on right. that one. Um, but I had her fleshlight. Um, and I just, and, and you know what? I had a method to it, right? I would take my lube. I'd put my lube out in the sun You're so trooper, it'd get by warm. The way. Just let you know. <laughs> Andy's <laughs> girlfriend's sitting right here. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> 
Oh, is she <laughs> nice steak dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so i had i had this system i would leave the lube out in the sun to get warm so (laughs) you know (laughs) so it felt like something it felt real and i'd fucking pour it in the flashlight and just go to town you know and i just got fucking done like that flashlight was full it has been a few weeks and oh, yeah, so gnarly. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm not walking all the way to the bathroom. You have no idea. It was sitting on this bullshit table and table I made. And my a really good friend of mine on my team came in with my fucking chew. And so Connex, I, I don't know how it was for you all, but like chews, we had multiple ple- people in one. You know, we ran like yeah, four, we run like four guys in a Connex. when we were over there, and they had yeah. chew to a chew. Yeah, we we ran like four, um, and then you would put up a sheet. You know, yeah, so you had jack your, shack. Your, your wax shack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So <laughs> my boy just barges in, just <laughs> I am barely dressed, flashlight sitting on the table. And he comes over to start fucking with me because he wanted to go work out. We're gonna, he wanted to go lift. And he, we start wrestling for a second, just fucking around. A little drunk. And, um, <laughs> well, he knocks over the last bit of alcohol that we had. So we started grappling. And he grabs the first thing he could, which was the flashlight. The top was not on. Like I said, it was pretty full. Goes to hit me and it ejects. The oh. insert ejects. And he's like, oh, fuck. What do I do? Grab the insert and as he's running away, I throw it. And I just watch this happen in slow motion. There's this fleshlight helicoptering through the air, come coming out of it and just <laughs> money shot. I've never seen the biggest look of disgust in my entire life. He just, <gasps> ah! and fucking gone. Oh, yeah. You're a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty rough. That was, uh, that was pretty fucked, but it was, it, was, it was pretty funny, man. It was, it was one of those things, like, you had to be there for it. No, I don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's collateral damage in that room, bro. <laughs> Oh man, you know what? I got I got uh, I got another pretty fucked up uh, ish. Not nowhere near as fucked up as that story for you for deployment wise. Um, we were in Gardez. Where's that? Uh, it's in Afghanistan. Okay, it's a province in Afghanistan, um, down by Paktia and Paktika. Um, it is a shithole. We were living in like an old clay Apache, like you would find out in the middle yeah. of Mexico, you know, and uh, we were very active in firefights there um, within a month and a half the number of, we'll go offline on that one the number of Taliban that we killed in that month and a half was drew enough attention that a full bird colonel and a two star general did a surprise visit for us to come see us and thank us for everything we were doing um, <laughs> but like I said a little notorious for having alcohol I would get a little fucked up Sometimes when the internet was working, I'd go on Amazon and order dumb shit. So I ordered a bunch of friends to roll out with us on operations to take around in the trucks to raise morale. These friends included a three-tittied alien with asshole-shaped ears. that are sex dolls, all inflatable sex dolls. There was a fatty patty, which is like a five-foot scale of 400, 500 pounds. There was a cow that would moo, a duck that would quack, all these weird fucking things. So, had no idea about the surprise visit. As you know, porn- pornography, anything sex-related, yeah. nudity is a big no-no. Well, this is how we strike fear in the eyes of our enemies, sir. <laughs> all, all of these, <laughs> all of 
these sex <laughs> dolls are hanging out in our trucks. They're in our trucks. Would you just strap them to the trucks on convoys yeah. and stuff? Yeah, we'd take them on convoys. They'd ride in the gun turrets. You know, it didn't, they would ride on the back of four-wheelers. You know, they, they would just they would come out. It, you know, it's kind of funny. At least for us it was. You know, and we find out that a full bird colonel and that two-star general is about to land in our outpost. Oh, fuck. They get off, and they start walking around. They're talking to all of us. They start walking around seeing our trucks, and there's like a alien with three tits hanging out of a fucking, out of a gun turret. <laughs> you know, and there's this big old 400, 450-pound massive woman of a sex doll. How'd you fill it up? Just... You know, you got lungs, bro. Come on now. Well, I mean, is it actually 450 pounds? Or is no, it no, it's like the scale. Of, it's uh, it's, yeah. it's uh, to yeah, scale. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on fatty the back patty. of a four-wheeler. Yeah, fatty patty, bro. Sitting on the back of a four-wheeler, and there's like a cow that if you were to fuck it, would moo. Like hanging out of a locker. You know, just everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. There's probably 15 of them. And they're like, they realize, they're looking around like, you mean to tell us that we spent this much, uh, this this amount of money to train you guys, and then all this money for equipment, your pre-deployment, and we come here for this shit? You've been fucking fatty patties. You've been fu- <laughs> that one has fucking asshole ears and three tits and is purple. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget it, man. They were just so appalled. And the full bird walks up to me looks at me and says, son, would you like a fucking crayon and a piece of paper so you stop coloring all over yourself? God, I hated tattoos. Wow. Holy shit, did he hate tattoos. Oh, now, are these uh, are these uh, these guys, are they uh, what the theater was being run by, or were these soft? Uh, these were soft guys. So the, the, yeah. the colonel and the general yeah, were all were, soft guys? They were soft guys. And they hate tattoos? Yeah. They're some. They're they're older guys, man. Check that camera. They're. Uh, I do. Okay. They're not everyone's all for it. I mean, the military's been against tattoos for that shit. This was out of regs. You know, you weren't supposed to have anything below your elbow at one point. Really? Yeah. Now, now you can get something. You can have like a tattoo on your hand, inch by an inch. You know, you can tattoo your neck. You can't do your face. You can tattoo your neck in the military. Yeah, dude, you can do your neck now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? It's what branch? Army. Army, yeah. Mm. I don't know about Marine Corps. I know Marine Corps got really strict with tattoos, which blows my mind. You know, crayon eaters historically have loved tattoos. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I originally uh, tried to enlist in the Marines, and I had this on my neck, and they said that it would show in PTs, and it was during the surge, so the Army was like, not only will we take you, we'll pay you $20,000 to ship in 30 days. I was like, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this dumbass wants to be infantry. 